Hey everybody, it's me, Ahe, from Geek Empowered on Air. And in my years of experience of working as a technologist and then working as a freelancer where I helped people build websites, I have seen the many ups and downs of running a business and I've seen and witnessed the pitfalls of businesses abruptly ending because of lack of resources or lack of inspiration or just people just simply give up because they're tired. And if you are in that boat where you are running into brick wall after brick wall after brick wall and you feel like you need XYZ and then you'll make it, listen up for this episode because I want to give you five tips that will help you push through the beginning stages of starting your business and marketing it out to the public so you can actually make money. So stay tuned. So when it comes to businesses failing, a lot of people will tell you that the biggest thing is to not give up, which is true. You don't want to give up. You're going to hit a ton of brick walls. You're going to hit a ton of failures, but you don't want to start off failing. And even though most businesses, they're going to they're going to end up in the red because you have to invest in so many different things just to get the foundation right so that way you can focus on serving others and generating that income, you're going to end up going into the red. But you want to make sure that that foundation that you build is solid and you don't run into major, major hiccups six months from now, a year from now, where you have to start over from scratch and figure out where you went wrong. So there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent your business from failing right away. And right now we're going to talk specifically about your digital content and your marketing, because that's the number one place where everybody invests in right away. And when things don't kick off the way they want it to kick off, they wonder why. So this is a lot of things that I've seen from my experience with my experiences, not only with my clients, but also stories that I heard from other clients and nightmare situations where these things could have been preventable. So we're going to jump right into it. And the first one is probably the one that you heard the most often when it comes to starting your business and building your website and building your social media, but is very, very key. And without this, you have nothing to measure up against. You want to make sure that you have clear goals and everybody knows about the smart goals, but they're essential for you to have. You want to set a goal a realistic goal, which is one of the steps in the SMART goals, you want to make sure that you have realistic goals, something that you can meet, something that like a milestone that is not so far away that you lose hope in reaching it. So that's the the last one out of the SMART goals, which is the time. You want to make sure that it is within a time constraint where it is realistic enough for you to reach. So um, on Instagram, I saw this post that made me think like, huh, this is good for people to know. We have a habit of looking on social media and we see people make $10,000 a month. We see a lot of uh, Grant Cardone's and Gary V's 
talk, well, I, I haven't heard Gary Vee really specifically talk about this, but you see a lot of those commercials or ads on YouTube where you see this entrepreneur and they're like, I make $125,000 a month and you can do it too. And can you make that much money in a month? Yes, you can do that. Is it realistic for you to go straight out the gate making that much money? It's not realistic unless you have that foundation in place. If you have that foundation in place, then you're good. You might make that 100K per month straight out the gate. But but without a real um, a real good, solid foundation set in place, it's very, very hard to reach that goal running straight out <laughs> where you're like, I launched and then you made 100K. It's very, very difficult to do that without a foundation. So I saw, I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw a woman and, and she spoke and she's a business coach and she spoke about how she made her first thousand dollars. And she asked other people if they made their first $1,000. And for me, I'll be honest, it took me six months maybe to really get that first, well, probably longer than six months, maybe nine months where I had that first client that was over a thousand dollars. And she talked about how when we start our business, we have that number. We have that number in our head. And um we don't what we don't want to do is have too high of a number. Because I remember I used to have that too high of a number. And then what I would do is I would look at my prices of what I was charging people, what I wanted to charge people and that number that I had in my head. And it just wasn't matching up. Like I was charging super duper cheap, $60, $50 for a full blown website. And in my head, I felt guilty for charging that much. I felt guilty, y'all. Do you hear me? I would charge people $50 for a website and feel guilty. And it wasn't until years later that I understood, I had to understand where that guilt was coming from. Um, A lot of people talked about, well, people need to appreciate the value. Like your customers don't appreciate the value that you're giving them. And like in my world, it, it felt different. And I didn't feel that way because... I felt like I was helping other people. Like I have to help them. Like I have the skill set to help them. And um, it wasn't until years later that I I was able to flip that thinking and, and not think about the value so much, but think about why I was feeling guilty for charging the right amount. But you want to make sure like these goals that you dig into the why, because you can have a goal and then you can sabotage your own goals. So you want to make sure that you have that goal in mind and how you're going to execute that goal. How do you feel about that goal? Because my friend, my friend would tell me like, you're going to charge three grand for a website. And I was like, ha, who? Not me. <laughs> you're talking about somebody else. But like my emotion when I hear those words was just like, oh my God, no, Why? Um, I don't think I could do that. I don't even think I could speak and, and say those words. But you got to dig into that because if your goals sound strange to you, you really got to dig into those those feelings, those emotions. Because if if you are feeling, if you have some underlying issue that's going to prevent you from obtaining that goal, it is going to destroy you. 
<laughs> when it comes up. It's going to destroy you because for me, that was my goal. I wanted to charge $3,000 for, for a website just so I can like get my numbers right. And my emotions was just like, no, but like nobody's going to come for that. And like, they're going to hate me and all this other stuff. But then when the time came, I was pushing my content, pushing my content, networking, networking. And when I get those leads coming in, I pick up the phone. We have a great conversation. I'm talking about the tech things like this works that way. And you could do this and like, we're going to do it this way. And when we get to this stage and that stage, like this is where we're going to do X, Y, Z. And I get excited talking about those things. And then the moment comes where you have to talk about pricing all those emotions from, well, am I providing enough value? Even though I just talked this person's head off for two hours straight about hosting in a dev environment and all these extra things. And all, all that passion that I had, it gets destroyed in that moment where we talk about numbers. That insecure person in me comes up and it's like, but they're going to hate me when I drop this number and this is going to happen and that's going to happen. All of that just rushes in, in that moment where it's do or die. Like this is the moment. This is what you wanted, right? This is what you wanted. And all my emotions just like, no, hey, chop the number in half, chop it four ways, do this, do that. And, and it takes a while. So you want to dig into that emotion that you have behind that goal and figure out like, do I believe that I can achieve this goal? Dig into that first before you invest, before you start going into all these different things, because you can have the whole system in place. You can have all the pieces in place, the funnels, the social media, the website, the click funnels, the the ad campaigns. You can have everything in place. And then when that moment hits, you back out of it and you're like, oh, crap, I'm not ready. Oh, crap. So make sure you have those clear goals in place. Make sure that you want these goals. Make sure that you need these goals. Definitely get behind the emotion behind these goals because that can kill you. That can kill you when the moment comes. So make sure that you have have them in place and it's something that you know you can attain. That you have to have that confidence. You have to say, yes, I can do this. I know I can do this. So once you have your clear goals of what you want to achieve with your marketing efforts, with what you put on social media, with what you put on your website, then you want to move on to step two, which is be clear on how you make money. Be absolutely clear on how you are currently making money in your business. One thing that I do with my clients is I always ask them, how do you make a transaction right now when you are selling your product, when you are selling your services to someone what is the transaction that has to take place for you to get that money in your bank? Are you, like as a product, are you going to shows and events where you are a vendor and people see your product, you give them a business card or you put them on, like I have one friend, she, uh, what she does is she goes to different events where she is a vendor and if people are not interested in buying right then and there, she has she has literally a uh, a clipboard and she has people sign their email up on that clipboard. And then what she does after that is she manually puts in all those emails and um, 
what she does after that is send an email to people like, hey, we have 50% off. Here's the coupon code. Use this on this website. And then boom, that's how she gets her extra customers coming in for that month or for that week or whatever time period she decides to do that. So you have to look at that process from beginning to end. And even as a service, a lot of the times I get my clients through either word of mouth where they saw something of mine, they saw a video, they saw me on Instagram, they saw me uh, doing something on LinkedIn, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, that's the website person. Like, usually that's, a, that's what they say. They either, <laughs> they either say that's the website person, that's the a- SEO person, that's the geek person, that's the geek mom. Like, that's how people know me, and then they just say, oh, um, they connect me to another person, and they say, okay, Um, I know you were searching for this and this is what this person does. Y'all need to connect. So that is how I get my clients coming in through the door is a lot of the content that I put out there, whether it's video, whether it is podcast, whether it's a graphic I did. Usually it's my video, but all the stuff that I put out into the digital world, that is how people recognize what I do. They see that I'm an expert and they contact me whether they have questions or they need a project done for them. So that is how I get my customers. And how the transaction happens is people will either DM me, email me, or whatever it is. We schedule a consultation and we actually have a one-on-one phone call where we talk and we go through the process. They either have to think about it or they have to connect with their partner or they right away want to just get started. And then we get started on that, on that process, whether I invoice them, I send contracts to them. And then sometimes people want to see a portfolio. So I use my website as a backup tool to kind of let people know, like, yes, not only do I talk the talk, but I also walk the walk. Here's the work that I've done. And I also use my website as a scheduling tool where if you need to book that appointment, here's the link for it. And that's how I schedule my consultations. So the reason why you want to look at that process on how you make money right now is because your website is not the fix it all. Your website and your social media is not the if I do this, then I make this amount of money. That is your website and your social media is only a tool for your marketing efforts. You want to make sure you have those goals out. You want to make sure that you are clear on how you make your money because you have to find that sweet spot where if you execute this formula, you know you will get this type of money or this type of clients. Like I talk to people all the time. Like how do you, like if you are looking for new clients, like how do you do it? And they know, they immediately know if I do this thing at this place, like I know for me, if I want to get more clients, I start making my content. I start pushing it out there to my social media. I start pushing it out there to LinkedIn. And then on top of that, I go out and I actually go talk to the communities, like different communities, different events in different communities. And I network with people and I talk about what I do. And then I lead them to my social media. I lead them to my LinkedIn. And then that way they can continuously see my content. And then when they need me, they can call me. You have to know what that formula is for you. Because again, the website and the social media is not going to be the thing that gives you money. It is your process. 
It is your complete process from you got you put it out there. Like you're like, hey, you want this thing, buy this thing for me. That whole process from putting it out there and from your customer seeing you and building a relationship with you. And then you pull them into your social media, you pull them into your website, you pull them into the transaction, the actual buy. So you have to be clear on how you make your money. And if you have been doing it for a while, you want to make a chart. Another thing that I have is I have a spreadsheet where I list out all my leads, all my clients. And the important piece of it is knowing where are people coming from? Where are people coming from? Are they coming from referrals? Are they coming straight from Facebook? Are they coming from LinkedIn? Are they coming from that networking event I went to two years ago? Like you want to you wanna list out how are you getting these leads and where are they coming from and what are they interested in? Like if you know all my people on Facebook want quick fixes, which is the thing for me. If so, I know that people on Facebook, when I get customers and leads coming from Facebook, usually they want to schedule tech support. Usually they want to fix something or they want to add something to their website. So then that's what I do for them. If people are coming from Instagram, they usually want advice. People that come from Instagram, at least for me, they want advice on how to start a podcast. How do they edit this video? What do they say in this video? I get a lot of that from my Instagram. And then from the LinkedIn, it's how do I partner with you? I have this project and I need somebody with your skill set to help me on this project. I know that my people from LinkedIn, they come in for those type of reasons. And you want to figure out that same formula for yourself. And if you are currently getting no customers, then think about your leads. Think about where your leads are coming from. And leads can be anybody who have interests in what you do. Sometimes we look at leads and we think that it is this person that signed up for our email newsletter. Or we look at a lead as somebody who asked us um, if we provide a certain service. And leads can literally be people who asked you like, hey, how do I do this? Because with the right conversation, you can turn that into you offering a service to them. And I didn't even realize, even for myself, like I, somebody asked me how to start a podcast and I literally showed up. And I took them through the process of let's think of some topics. Let's think about some repeatable segments that you want to do. Let's think about the name that you want to call it. Let's think about how often you want to do this. Let's think about the technical setup. Here's the technical setup. This is how you can start it with this app. This is how you can start it with that app. And we literally went from a conversation to launching two episodes that day. Literally from a conversation about... Oh, you're interested in podcasts? It's a, okay, here's two episodes. So think, have a clear set on what your leads look like if you don't have customers and think about where they are coming from and what they are asking for. And you also want to think about your current clients. How much are they spending and where are they coming from? And what, what did it take to get them from a random person that just happened to fall upon your stuff or they just happen to be at a certain place. And then what did that relationship look like from just meeting them to them buying from you? 
because that is literally your sales process. And it's going to look different from different platforms. It's going to look different for different type of customers. And you want to you want to have that so that way you have the data of what your client base looks like. So that way, when you have to go back out and make more money, you already know. You're like, I'm looking for this type of customer from this type of platform. I'm looking for this other type of customer from this other type of platform. And they engage the most with this type of content. That helps you set out that structure of what your strategy will look like. So the third thing that you want to be clear about is your branding. So this is the number one thing people regret investing into from the beginning. Um, And it's also the number one thing people misunderstand when it comes to what it is. So when a lot of people think about branding, they think about logos, they think about photos, they think about colors, which is part of branding. It's part of the branding. It's important when it comes to your web design and when it comes to your social media that this is how you want it to look. This is what you want people to see when they see your business. The biggest piece that people are always missing And it's one of my pet peeves, but the biggest piece that people are missing when it comes to the brand, the branding is the messaging. It is the message. It is the story that you are giving. A lot of times I talk to clients and I say, what's the story behind your business? Like, how did you get to this point where you wanted to do this? Like, is there some um, history behind why you chose to um, get into this field or get into the service? Or is there a reason why you wanted to do this? And and sometimes I get the answer of, well, you know, I wanted to try it and see what it was like. Or I saw so-and-so doing it and I thought, hey, why can't I do that? Which is fine. If you want to try stuff, perfectly fine. The problem in that is we have to think about the way we shop. We have to think about who we put our dollars towards. And picture two different companies. Picture, I'm trying to think of a good one, but think about how we shop when we go to Target and Walmart versus think about how we shop when we want something special for ourselves. So when we are shopping at Target or Walmart, usually what mindset are we in? We're like, I just need this thing. I don't care where it came from, what brand it is, who made it, the story behind it. I don't care about none of that. I know I can get it cheap and I can get it from Walmart or Target or Save a Lot or wherever. It don't matter. So we just go however way we get there and we go get that product. And that's the end of it. Because we just know that's our go-to place where we're shopping for for our go-to things. And then think about how a person shops when they're looking for something special. When you are looking for something for your parent, your mom, your dad, your guardian, somebody who's raised you. And we're looking for something really, really special. And we might not go to the normal Walmart or Target to get this thing. We may have to do a little bit of research. 
let's say we want to get a uh i'm trying to think of a good one let's say we're trying to get a particular purse and we know we don't want to get no walmart target something that's going to fall apart in a week like what do we do we kind of look into the styles that we like we might want something that's com- like handmade, vegan leather. Like you might get really nitty gritty with the details of it. And then you might start doing some search. Like, okay, who is a vegan leather type of um, shop where I can get a really, I don't want to use the word affordable, but a decent price purse. Where do I go? So you may search and you might see a few companies and you might see one that's just like, Here's some purses. (laughs) And you may not get much information on it. You might just get a a title like vegan leather purse. And then you may see like details of like, is this big and that wide and this many pockets or whatever it is. And it costs $120. And you're like, okay, well that's, you know, I'll, you immediately put it on the fence. You'll be like, uh, maybe, maybe not. I'll, I'll keep it up in a tab. I might go back to it. And let's say you go to, another website and you see like purses is my things i've been about that life since high school there's this type of vegan leather that type of vegan leather this quality that quality we hand stitch it we travel to japan 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 (laughs) we travel out to japan and we get this special quality like look at this logo look at that like this is the process that we go to to make sure that your stuff is lit and it's gonna last for the next 30 years who are you gonna go with <laughs> who are you gonna go with like you know with the first company like oh, okay they got purses they got what i'm looking for you know it's a risk whether or not like that purse is fake or if it's going to be really quality um if if something god forbids but if something does go wrong with it like what's the process if you got to return it And then let's look at the second company. Like, they're about that purse life. Like, you know they know their purses. Like, who are you going to go with? You're going to go with that second company because they have that branding and that messaging of, like, they are about that life. They know purses. This is what they do. This is how detailed they are when it comes to their process and and how they look into their purses and like they have an inspection process. Like it's, it's all these different things because they, uh, they really care about the quality of their products. So of course you're going to go with the second one. And you want to think about that when it comes to your own branding. Even for myself, I have to be open about what my process is and what I do. And I need to express that when I when I go on social media, when I go online and when I'm recording a podcast of what what that looks like and why I chose to be in this business. What is that mission that I have? What is that vision that I have personally as a technologist in this field and why I work hard to do what I do? It is important. Even if you're just trying it out, why are you trying it out? Why did it spark your eye? Why did you decide to sell purses instead of selling shoes? Why did you decide to offer chakra services? Sorry, I'm kind of pulling from what I know. And people who are close to me, I kind of know what they do. But why did you decide to do chakra healing energy services versus 
tarot cards. Like, you know, there's a story behind it. There's a there's a reason behind what we do. And we have to express that because that is what people are going to connect to. We're human. We strive for that human human connection. So that is what you want to look into when it comes to your branding. And that has to be translated from what is in your spirit, what is in your head. It has to be translated to what you put out there into the world. And sometimes that could be difficult to do because you may not know. You may not know. Even for me, it took a lot of digging around because I'm a very complex thinker. So like I may say say one thing, but I really mean another thing. So I really have to keep questioning and keep, keep asking like, okay, why am I doing this? What is my mission? And I believe I just rewrote my mission the other day. I literally just rewrote my purpose because somebody asked, well, what is your purpose? And I feel like my purpose is different from my mission and my vision. And let's see if I can quickly find it. Do, do, do. So here it is. So my purpose, like we help create human centric projects that provides people, businesses and brands, a platform to amplify their voice, drive impact and create growth in their community. Nothing in there said web design, (laughs) nothing in there said web design, but that is my purpose. I honestly feel and when I talk to people, it's completely different from what I write down, because I honestly feel that technology is one of those vehicles that we can use and other people can use from whether they are from the highest of the high or the lowest of the low or underserved communities or well in doubt, doubt communities where it's a vehicle where if you have an idea, it can be executed. And I feel like that is power. Just knowing that with an idea and you're using technology as a vehicle, you can take it anywhere. I honestly believe that in my core and I want more and more people to know that because I don't want to see people give up on something that can be that this world needs. This world needs it. We need as much as we can get at this point. There's so many things happening on a day to day basis. There's so many problems that are happening, especially in underserved communities that I feel like. Like, you know, when people have conversations and, they're, and they watch the news and something happens and you're like, oh, man, I wish like we did. We had so and so or I wish we did this or I wish we did that. Like, why can't they just do X, Y, Z? We can do it. That's how I feel. I feel like we can do it. So I feel like me teaching other people like, hey, you got this idea. This is how you execute it. Me giving people that information, me helping people get unstuck because maybe they have an idea and they find out that idea might not work because they're missing X, Y, Z. And then I come in and I say, okay, well, here's uh, QRS. (laughs) Let's see what you can do with that. I feel like I am doing a disservice if I don't come out and I don't speak about the things that I learned and the things that I know. So that is why I push for what I'm doing. And you want to make sure that you are doing that for yourself. You want to know what is your mission? What do you want to see change? How do you want people to feel? Because for me in the beginning, when I saw like my whole inspiration for doing this piece, what I'm doing right now, this uh, podcast episode is because something that sparked me in the beginning of my freelance career, I saw that the service of being a website designer had this underlying, um, I don't want to call it evil, but like just this, this whole process that was happening with a bunch of designers where, uh, 
uh, people were just having bad experiences, whether that was the whole communication part of it, whether that was executing the actual service, or if it was what happened afterwards. Like I saw that a lot of these strange things were happening. So then I was doing small things just to show like, this is the process. And like, they never knew, they never knew, especially after all the stuff that all the people that they worked with. And for me, I thought it was just simple to do, but for them, it was like, Oh God, this, this, this is completely different from a lot from what the last person did. So that kind of helped me say, okay, well, this is going to be my thing. So you understanding why you want to do this, your purpose, it is going to turn into your value proposition. It is going to turn into the thing that makes you stand out from everybody else. And that is what you want to hold on to. So let's see, I lost my place. So we are going to move to the next one, which is, oh, I didn't even write it on this page. I'm like going back and forth. Let's see if I can find it. Nope, that is not it. Oh, I turned a couple of pages and I completely lose my spot. Okay, here we go. So, one, two, three, four. So, four, speaking of which, so <laughs> I just got done talking about it, but number four is having access to the back end. And that was the thing that made me different from a lot of people that my clients worked with before. I have no problem giving people access to everything your files, your hosting, all that stuff. And something that you want to do, especially if you are working with other people, you want to have access to literally everything. You want to have access to your files. You want to have access. And when I say files, your social media files, your style branding guide sheet, style sheet. Um, even for your website, you want to have a copy of all your website files. Because when a person builds a website, those are files. Not just your pages. Everything that is used to build your website, whether you are using uh, WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, whatever it is, you can export that. You can have those files. And I say this as more of a precaution than to uh, just add extra stuff to your list. I've seen many situations where stuff happens for designers. They're running a business too. Businesses fail. So many, I get, oh my God, so many things can happen from a designer's point of view and not saying that designers are malicious and they're like, ha ha ha, I got your website now. What are you going to do? But, <laughs> but a lot of things happen to designers because they have access to so many things. They have so many files from a personal standpoint. I'll talk about myself so it won't feel like I'm attacking other people. For myself, I have had computers crash on me all the time. If you knew how many files I have on any given machine, then you will understand why things crash. I have lost access to hosting accounts. I remember I went through a whole fiasco. I think it was in 2017 where I, uh, what happened? I had one hosting account with a cloud company. Didn't understand the full process yet. Didn't understand that this tool that I was using was for large enterprise corporations and not a startup where I started off my hosting with this one company. One day they shut off everything. They shut off everything. And this was like, a, a this is the result of a whole bunch of stuff because I was working with a private um, hosting company. They were closing and they gave me like a warning. They Not a warning, but they gave me like a 30-day notice saying like, okay, we're ending the company. It's going to end on this date. You got to figure out what you're going to do. 
So I was searching and I was, you know, I'm really big on like picking up things and I hear things and I'm like, oh, let me figure out what that's about. So I did that. And I went to uh, this new hosting company and then I put everything on there. I did it on a trial period. I did it on a trial. And I was like, okay, let me just see how this goes. Let me see what my numbers look like. Let me see how much this, this will cost. <clears throat> so I had all the websites up. And uh, all of a sudden, my trial was up, which normally you would just move on and charge the card. Like, okay, just move into charging me monthly. And the trial was up and everything stopped. It was like over with, done, shut down everything. So I had a good 40 websites just go down all of a sudden out of nowhere. So then it wasn't until I woke up and I had all these emails. <laughs> I had all these emails. I was like, no, nightmare city. I was like, I stayed up for three days fixing that issue and understanding why it happened because not only did, did that happen when I finally got it straightened out, all the websites were mixed up, mixed up that I had a dog website going to a politics website. I had <laughs> a shopping website go to like somebody's personal blog. Like it was a hot mess. And for three days I did not sleep. I just had to like, I was panicking and I was like, what do people do? Like, like, uh, like when Twitter, like this was nothing. Like when Twitter goes down and Facebook goes down, like Twitter ain't freaking out. They're just like, do, 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 like get on it, put it back up. Me, I was freaking out because it's just me. So I finally get everything up and I had everything going. And like, luckily I learned from that lesson, but things happen. Things happen. And like, you have to learn from it. You have to move forward. So you as a business owner, yes, it's the designer's responsibility to make sure that they have everything set and that everything is good. But things happen. That designer can quit. As a designer, they could just be like, F this and just like get rid of everything. The designer also has people that they have to depend on and those people might quit. So then a designer has to figure out what to do after those people quit. And then they might actually be malicious. You might come and run into somebody that might be a scammer and they take your money, they build your website. Next thing you know, it's gone. You want to make sure that you have access to the things. Make sure that you have cPanel access, make sure you have hosting access, not just a login. And usually that's what people would just think that they're okay with just a login. Your login for your backend, let's use WordPress for example, because usually I see this is the one that it happens the most with. For WordPress, <clears throat> just because you have backend access to WordPress, that doesn't give you, that is not enough for you to have access to everything. WordPress is just a tool that uploads your file and lets it and translates it into something pretty. Your files are coming from the server. Your files, like, and not only do you have to have your files, your database is also highly important. I um, recently did a project where I had to move a whole bunch of stuff around and you would be surprised how many files you would have to get to like make sure you have your entire website and your database and like anything can go wrong when it comes to moving stuff around and and transferring it from one place to another but you want to make sure that you 
not only have access to those things, but you are saving those things. Like have a backup place where all your stuff goes. You can use Google Drive and have it. Can I get a toy? A who? A toy. I don't have toys right now. You gotta wait. But I can buy You can buy a toy? Yes. Okay, just wait, okay? Okay, it's going to be a, like a Sonic toy. A Sonic toy? Okay. Yes. So, as I was saying, um, you want to make sure that you have a backup on your computer, a backup in iCloud or um, cloud storage of <clears throat> the XML file that you export from WordPress or from wherever. You need to have a saved folder with all your files from cPanel. If you ever logged into cPanel, you'll see a place that says files. You'll see a public HTML folder, and then you'll see the name of your website. Everything that's under that file is what you should have saved. If you can't access your cPanel, you should ask for your designer to ask for it like, and let them know because they get paranoid. They think you're trying to go with another designer. I've been in those type of situations too. Just let them know that I want to make sure I have a backup just in case anything goes wrong. Like That's all you really got to tell them. If they have problems with that, then try to work it out and reassure them that this is not like an issue with you. This is just, I want to make sure if anything goes wrong and you want to look at your contracts. Oh my God, look at your contracts and make sure that that is in your contracts and, and make sure you spell out what that looks like. Client has access to files when, when, when the website launched. Usually there's some type of clause in the contract that says once this website is done, client has ownership of everything. If, it, if it's not in there, you need to flush it out. Not only do you need to flush it out, you need to spell it out. You need to say exactly what it is that you have ownership to. Because if anything goes wrong from a designer standpoint, from a hosting standpoint, you want to make sure that you can still thrive and run your business, even if something happens to that designer. So you want to make sure you have your files. Your database is highly, highly, highly important. You want to have that too. You want to have your XML files. You want to have all that stuff. So um, that is number four. And then the fifth thing is... You want to be proactive. And this is something, this is a lesson that I had to learn myself. Um, and this comes with many different layers. You may, in your time of running a business, you're going to run into issues with your clients. You're going to run into issues with people that you work with. You are going to be burnt out. You are going to hit brick walls. You are going to, I just make it sound like you're a rag doll. You're just going to be dragged through it. But sometimes, like, that's how it feels when you're going through it. And one of the big biggest lessons learned, because in the beginning, I was really like, okay, let's do the things. Let me email this, email that, contact this person, do this, do that. You don't want to lose that momentum. It's very easy to lose that momentum. It is very easy to get burnt out with what you're doing. And you're just like, and you get to a point where you just don't care. And you're just like, here, take things, do what you got to do, get out my face. <laughs> like, like that, like it, it gets there. We're human. We make mistakes, but you want to make sure as a business owner, because a lot of people complain about black businesses and they say, and they say, um, that black businesses don't have good customer support. Yes, I do. You gotta wait. But once you're done with it, once you're done with it, mm -hmm. could you just need a toy? I have to think about it, Ade. You gotta wait. 
Oh, he is not going to stop until you get this toy. Um, where was that? You have to make sure that you're being proactive because that is part of the customer service. That is part of our job as as business owners. We want to make sure that we are staying on top of things, that we are running our business like a business. Um, if you are in need of help, you got to really think about where your weaknesses are. Is it communication? Is it emailing people? Is it dealing with the technical back end? Is it dealing with the systems? What is your weakness? Because that is probably where you're going to have to get the help that you need from outside resources first. You want to make sure you have a clear understanding. You don't want to do it all yourself because it can end up in a nightmare. So <clears throat> to recap, number one, you want to have clear goals for yourself. You want to make sure you know what you want in this amount of time. In month one, I want to make sure that I have five posts on Instagram. I want to make sure I get at least two people inquiring me about what I do. So that way you can backtrack from the goals. If you say, hey, I want two people to hit me up about my business. Okay, how are they going to hit me up? Do I need to tell them, hit me up? Do I need to say, hey, come to me in my DMs if you want X, Y, Z. Or sign up for my newsletter if you want this or you want that. So you got to backtrack. If this is my goal, how do I get to reach this goal? What do I need in place for, for me to reach this goal in my business? Number two. Be clear on how you make money. If you make money through your invoices, then you might not want to put up a product. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Because he's like, this little boy is counting money right by me. Um, How much is that, Ade? It's five. This is 26 cents. Back to my list. But I can use it. You can use it, but it's not enough for a toy. But it is. It's, it's not. A toy is like $20. For a blade blade? That's $5. I'm sorry. I'm just like crushing this boy's spirit about this toy. But how about one? We'll, we'll talk about it later, okay? Number two, be clear on how you make money. You want to make sure that you understand the process of how you're making money, where you're making money from, what that looks like for each channel. Number three, be transparent with your branding. What do you want people to know about your business? What is the story behind your business? Why are you doing what you're doing and what do you love about it? Because people read that energy off of you. They could feel it coming off of you when you have that right energy. When you are talking about what you do. When you are making videos about what you do. They can get that energy off of you. Four, have access to all the things. You don't want to find yourself in a troublesome situation where you don't have a website. Or you don't have your social media. Or you don't have your branding information because somebody else is holding it hostage. So you want to make sure you have access to those things. And number five, just make sure you're being proactive with what you're doing when you're talking to your customers, when you're talking to your leads. Be proactive. Send a couple of emails a week just to check in and see how people are doing. Also, be proactive with your team. You want to make sure you're checking up on what people are doing and you want to stay on top of things. So that is it for this episode of Geek Empowered on Air. I am Ahi Amiru. You can follow me on Twitter and all the things. Twitter 
at geek underscore empowered, Instagram, geek empowered, LinkedIn, E-H-I, middle initial, A, last name, A-I-M-I-U-W-U. Find me on Instagram. That is where I put my daily 100 days of value video so you can get all the things that you need to help run and market your business when it comes to your digital media on social media and on your website. So make sure you follow me there and subscribe to our newsletter at geekempowered.com. If you want to work with me, go to the website. You can find my information on there. And that is it. Enjoy your day.